Welcome, you are now tuning in to Squad Goals, the program dedicated to uplifting and empowering others through the art of teamwork. Join community activist, mentor, and entrepreneur, Jason Harden, along with his closest friends and business partners, Stephen Sneed and Michael Towns, as they share some of their most valuable experiences and secrets to success. So open your mind and get ready to take some great notes. Now, without further ado, here are your hosts, Jason Harden, Stephen Sneed, and Michael Towns. Yo, 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 man. Thanks for the intro, man. We have a wonderful show put yes, together sir. for you today. It is the pilot episode of Squad Goals. Squad Goals. I am Squad here goals. with my two closest boys, man. Uh, from my left to the lefter is uh, Steve and Sneed. Yes, sir. You know, uh, pillar of the community, uh, behavioral specialist, a gang interventionist, entrepreneur, producer, filmmaker, and a lot of other good stuff. And sitting next to him Thank is my brother. boy, Michael Twistopher Towns. I Mike say Twistopher, that's how far we go back. But uh, yeah, Twist, absolutely uh, yes, incredible producer, incredible um, recording artist that has actually turned organic gardener. So there's a lot of things he does, video, videography, director and all that. But yeah, he's an mm-hmm. organic gardener right now. And this is actually a, an amazing moment because right now it's like this for the first time we get the opportunity to actually share with the world how we became who we are, yes, you sir. know, yeah. as individuals like and as a team. So, you know, that being said, let me start out by asking each of you, like, what are your feelings about this Squad Goals project and what do you hope audiences get from it? Steve? You know what? I think we have a lot of conversations behind closed doors where we just brainstorm mm-hmm. and we talk about the next venture, the next thing we need to do, what's going to push us to the next level, how do we accomplish it, what tools do we need? Mm-hmm. And I think having that conversation in front of other people, a lot of people can learn from it. Absolutely. Because we have a very solid team. We've been working with each other. We've been brothers for a very long time. So we have a hell of a team. And we have, even though this is a solid team, we have branches. Mm-hmm. And our branches run pretty deep. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we love all of our brothers. And I think this just gives us an opportunity to come together and be those uh, inspiration figures for others, man. Because people are watching, regardless of what you yeah. think. I personally, I see everything that's going on, but I never speak on it because I'm just kind of in my own world. I'm trying to do me. Mm-hmm. How do I flourish? How do I come become a better person? How do I make better moves? How do I make more money? How do I, you know, uh, just be, be better guy? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. How do I push myself to be a better person? Mm-hmm. So I think this is this idea, this podcast of really documenting brother. Uh, brotherhood Yeah Yeah It's is gonna be inspirational To a lot of people Who are watching Because I think it's all about Inspiration Like if you can inspire Another person I think we did our job Yeah right, I like You that. know You said something That I've used In describing the show And That's documenting You know documenting. I think this is more Than just a podcast This is a Living documentary Yeah Of how Inner city youth yeah, Get talk it about it by yeah. working together. Yeah. And you know, Mike, like you, well, what is your idea or how do you feel about this Squad Goes project and what do you hope people gain from it? Well, I'm I'm glad you asked me that question because there's a lot of things that I 
that I want people to grab from it. And I think the first thing is that never giving up is the most important. You know, what absolutely. Because I mean? like you can have an idea in your mind that you have, and you're like, okay, this is cool, this is nice, all right, but you only go so far on it, and you and you look at it, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm almost there. Mm. I'm damn near there. Oh yeah, I bought everything I I possibly can. You hear the phone going in the background. We'll fix that. Mm. Um, but I think the thing is getting over that hump to where you put in all the work to finishing and completing projects. So I I think the squad goals is gonna let people know that you don't have to do it by yourself. Absolutely, you can go ahead and say, you know what, I'm good at this, but my buddy is good at this. My buddy's better at me than this. That buddy's better than me at this. Yeah. But if we come together, we can go ahead and do our Voltron thing and make the shit better than it could possibly be doing it by myself. And I think that's what Squad Goals represents. A team dream. Like mm. like 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 um the Olympic goals, you know what I'm saying? When you had the that the was dream the, team. the dream team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. the whole thing. Mm-hmm. They know and, what that and, is. And so when you when you think about that, it becomes less about yourself and more about everybody else. You know what I'm saying? It's about everybody else's dream combined with your dream. So once we you put that in alignment and and into formation, mm-hmm. you can create more than you ever thought could happen. So I want people to understand that it's okay to fail on your own. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to fail with everybody else, but it's easier to fail when you have a squad. Because now you can lean on somebody else when you need help. I like that. I like that. And, and then it means it's easier to succeed as well because when you get to push on the strengths of your bros, yes, sir. that's mm-hmm. a whole nother element. Mm-hmm. I think other, failure yeah. is like the best thing that can happen because it teaches you so much in yes, those sir. moments. Absolutely. And that being said, you know, I want to kind of take that to this next segment in us. You know, how yeah. did we find us? For those that know us in our community, they probably think we didn't, we was all born together. You know, because like <laughs> to seriously, seriously, like some folks, we think we joined at the hip because they do business with one of us. And when it comes time to execute, they see everybody else in the background. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They'll yeah. do business with Steve. But when it's time to execute, Steve will have me doing something and Mike doing something and vice versa with all of us. So yeah, exactly. I guess what a lot of people might want to know is where did we click up personally? Yeah. Where did we meet and how do we have uh, this camaraderie? Today, you know, where did this come from? Talk because about it, Jay. this wasn't yeah. always here. Jay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though yeah. I've known you guys for a while, and talk. I'm just going to go through my experience and, yeah, and, talk and about be the it. first to answer is that I've known you guys for 25 years. Woo. You know, in 1995 is when I met uh, Michael and Steven. You know, yeah. and we're all in the same grade. We're all class of '98 and and graduated high school together wow. from the same high school. So I met them at the same time. Woo. I was the new guy in Pasadena, <laughs> so I came to Pasadena in. Uh, high school freshman year yeah so i met them at the same time and when i met them we wasn't all cool like i said it wasn't just instant we had clicked we we gonna get money we were cool but we weren't not cool we were getting to know each other at that point because we weren't friends you were you were you were playing football from when i i remember from like that's how i know i knew you if you were playing football and then i would come over to um to Paco's house on Los Robles, mm-hmm. and then I would I would see you there with the boys mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. porch, and then you know what I'm saying it would be you know for twenty heavy, and then you'd be like, 
you would always be like, you got your saxophone? You got your saxophone? You would always trip off my saxophone. Yeah, yeah. Steve would be cutting hair on the front porch. <laughs> cutting hair. You know what I'm saying? That was and, one of my first hustles, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. We just going to get to that. When, yeah, what was everybody's yeah, yeah, first yeah, hustle? Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. that I like was that. was happening. But, uh, yeah. but, but, yeah. but I like what Mike said because Mike gave some context on how we all met. Yeah, let him yeah. keep going. Los Robles. So it, it, for you, you were always, I'm going to tell you, from that moment you were the football player but i didn't really get to know you until i started kicking with you at the studio but out after Mm -hmm. we got out of high school is when i got to know you absolutely because we would we would talk about business and we would hang out and you would drive from san jose in the bins and shit and you'd be working your security job but you were the first person to send me anything tangible product through the mail Mm. and i was um i think i might have been uh Either in Monterey Park, I don't know if it was that long ago. No, it no, I think you was ago. on the Loyal still. Okay, I was on the Loyal. Yep, you sent me the hyphy juice. Yeah, it was your oh, yeah. homemade hyphy yeah. juice. Yeah, and he yeah. sent me the hyphy juice packaged straight up with juice in the bottle through the mail in like 1999 or 19. It was like 2004. Yeah, it was yeah. somewhere in the yeah, early 90s, 2004. Yeah, and then that's when me and 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 Jason started getting close because I was amazed on how his product. Uh, placement and product uh, sending skills were just like oh shit and mm-hmm. he was teaching me about you know nonprofits and you know LLCs and everything and, and you know so sole proprietorships and stuff like that so mm-hmm. I wasn't into that at that point in time because I was only in 22, 24 I was before I even went to LA recording school yeah yeah so I was still yeah. getting it I still had the hip hop for kids going yeah I remember but that. you had like showed me a whole nother side of business that I didn't know and that's when I was like, oh, I got to get close to this dude because mm-hmm. he's my bo- he's my guy, but he knows some shit that I don't know. And then we then I brought the sandwich. He invited me to his house. And, and <laughs> Damn, he, he brought he the specific <laughs> story. I told you what this was going to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like know. it, though. I'm, I'm with it. Happen. I'm with it. But yeah, yeah. 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 It's, that's what happened. Uh, so yeah, yeah, so yeah. we was getting even more close. It's before we even played golf, though. It's yeah, way, yeah. Way, golf. way, way, way before golf. Golf wasn't a recent. thing. Golf, that was golf is more recent. recent. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. And then uh, he was like, yo, I got the studio up here in San Jose, bro. You should come through. You know what I'm saying? It's all good. Don't worry about nothing. You know what I'm saying? Come up. Don't worry about nothing. You see the key word. I come up there and I still bring my own little chicken sandwich nigga, tucked in my bag. He didn't think I was going to feed him <laughs> in a weekend trip at my house. Yeah. So he bought lunch. His own sandwich. He bought lunch. chicken tenders. I think that's what it was. Because he left and didn't touch the motherfucker. And I've been yeah. scolded He left and it was since. a full bag of chicken, chicken tenders, tenders in my refrigerator like... Did this motherfucker lunch? Like, but yeah. but you but know you, what? You that had was the a whole studio moment. though. Yeah. You had the whole studio at your spot. Yeah, like you had the Trident Plus. Yeah, you had new, your own room. Yeah, you had the yeah. mic. You had the, yeah. the headphones. The clean carpet. Like back in those days. <laughs> The clean like, carpet. Yeah, no, that was big back oh, in those days. It was a days. brand new house. Yeah. But you see how, like, when I made it on that level, the first people I called was y'all. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? The first people that I that I thought to to help me build my studio and build my business on this level was y'all. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I appreciate that story because it, that was another pivotal moment in our relationship. Most definitely. And, was. and like, how we 
deal with each other. Yeah. And that like you didn't need a lunch. That you did think you yeah. had to but like okay. If I this, know I'm okay when yeah, I come well, in. Yeah. Well, when you left, you, you did. Yeah. yeah. But, but when he got, I got there, there, he thought he had to bring his own lunch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He thought that I was just not gonna feed him over a whole weekend. And just he was gonna be here hungry. Yeah. He was gonna be teaching me how to use the studio and put it together hungry. You have to be prepared. Yeah. And I appreciate that. But but see that level of not depending on people. I think it's one thing that we all had that kind of brought us into a a a level of success that we have now is that we didn't wait for anybody to take care of us we didn't have no footsteps to follow we didn't have no mentors breaking us off when we was growing up so that being said how did we succeed like and and i want to segue that into this the music business because if you ask me that was the one thing the first thing that connected us all Mm-hmm. Was studios, yes, sir. was equipment, was music. So, yes, sir. so Steve, like, chime in on that. Like, how how did that go? Like, do you remember the music business as it started and how that brought us together as I, not just closer friends, but as a business? Man, I do. You know, first of all, I think us playing in the studio at the early stages that we were saved our lives. Let's just go Most ahead definitely. and keep it real. Mm-hmm. And this is where. I have to give props to those adults who allowed all these people to come to their houses and bang loud music yeah. and hang out and smoke and drink. So first, you know, I grew up right around the corner from Pac. Pac is my one of my original good homie best friends. You know, Paco what I'm Swartz saying? So for everybody. Paco Swartz yeah. is one of my original close best friends. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So growing up, always at his house, always hanging out, he had the mom. Mm-hmm. Sylvia Swartz, who welcomed everybody to come through mm-hmm. And, and, mm-hmm. and allowed multiple people to come chill. Yes, and she sir. was not like on nobody's head. And mm-hmm. y'all got to respect that. And, to a and y'all got to do this. And yeah. yes, y'all do. better clean up. Like, moms was real chill. And yeah, she was like, let yeah. me let y'all do y'all. Y'all want to take your little sip and y'all want to go outside she was allowing need. that yeah, to happen yeah, yeah. and she we created used a safe that environment space. she we, we used that space to kind of create the studio but on the flip side the same thing was happening up in Altadena messing with Mike because yeah, I was going absolutely. over there to mess with Mike Mike has been the homie since Elliot you know what I'm saying so we talking about 93, uh, 94 Altadena. I didn't know you and Altadena we didn't know each yeah, other in Altadena but we, but we crossed paths in Altadena mm-hmm. but got to know each other at 93. Elliot mm-hmm. yeah. so once he started kicking in my that's house that's taking it I'm way back it, yeah at his house when we got into the high school world miss elizabeth bum rest in peace yes sir she allowed us to just come to the house this fool had the music subbing all night brothers was drinking and smoking and it's funny because I, I one thing i always remember is what she said she said i'd rather y'all come to my house and be safe and do y'all little thing versus y'all being in the streets getting in trouble yeah. and the police is messing with y'all and y'all going to jail. That saved so lives So she like yeah. said, I'm going to let y'all do y'all. Y'all got the backyard, Mike's room, mm-hmm. side driveway. Mm-hmm. And we spent a lot of time there. Yeah, but did. to bring it back, that's true. that camaraderie, that yeah. brotherhood, mm-hmm. those loving parents. That saved our lives, bro, because just on the outskirts, man, people getting popped, people dying, people going to jail, drugs is out, gang banging is happening. We're in the prime of our youth. It's a lot happening. Yeah. So I think, thank Elizabeth Bunn, 
Thanks, uh, Sylvia Swartz. Absolutely. And, you know, and even, Debbie and C. our parents. My mom, you know, Debbie. my mom was a dog. Mom. Debbie was wasn't as she wasn't with the bullshit, as the, though. Uh, you know, for the BS, <laughs> but, but she was she very caring. She was loving very and loving. caring to all, yeah. but she wasn't with the whole everybody come turn no, around what, my house. What, what, what Debbie did, bro. If you was in the like in, mama, in, is, in is, crowd, you was yeah. cool. Yeah. No, yeah. There was no yeah. open house. Yeah, at no, no, house. Deb, no, what Debbie an open did, house. she set a structure for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. when you came to Steve's house, you knew it was a certain way. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. It's like yeah. you're not fucking around. At Steve's house, during those days, I remember playing basketball a lot on those uh the driveway courses Oh yeah You know mm-hmm. she wouldn't park in the driveway And we had to uh, Built up uh, We used to basket. put bas- Basket yeah. on the wall We nailed the basket on the wall uh-huh. With the shit And it was some more. But what it did Was it brought the community together Yeah She yeah, had no yeah, issues yeah. All the neighbors On all the neighbors And everybody coming over It'd be like 15 kids And everybody I got next I got next I got next mm-hmm. You yeah. know what I'm saying And that is the whole ordeal With Building on on the parents being the structure yeah. of who we are today, because if we didn't have that kind of parent structure, um, I want to say uh, shout outs to my boy Cartier. You know what I'm saying? Prayers up to him. He just lost his pops uh, no, three man, days ago. To hear that. Prayers, you know what I'm brother. saying? You know, but he took care of his pops until he passed until he passed away. So um, the structure of the, what the parents do is so important to who we are to this day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If we don't acknowledge that, then we're not acknowledging not acknowledging the structure of who we are to this day. Obviously, it takes a village to raise a child. Obviously, we know that. So there's so many different people that are going to turn us into who we are. Yeah. But when it comes to the music, to what you're talking about, to build on what you're talking about, um, shit, I was beating on pots and pans at like four and five and shit you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying and um i was lucky enough to have a structured structured balance of of family members that were already doing music to show me not really show me but just i can just watch um saxophone Mm -hmm. i was i got was lucky enough to get put into a Saxophone class at Altadena Elementary as a young African American at fucking seven. You know that that's kind dope. of shit is rare. Yeah, and it is dope. And then, and then when I went to uh, Monterey Park, I was playing baritone at ten. And then when I went to Garvey, I got to play baritone and tenor, and play football. No, because of course they want me to play football. Oh, you the black guy. I played every sport. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. every position. Every position. But that segued to the music because the music was what got me out of it. When I came back out here, um, it was like, oh, I don't want to do music. We got motherfucking Mar- uh, uh, Mariko and motherfucking uh, <laughs> goddamn the, the beautiful women, the beautiful women, and, yeah. and, and every other beautiful woman in in school, and and I'm like, dude, shit, is that Tiffany Trigg right there? I don't want to play. I don't want to play uh, saxophone. I want to play Tiffany Trigg. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, like when it came to like the women, like I just I just quit music in high school. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to play wow. saxophone because I didn't think it was cool. When really. That's that really the, the coolest thing ever. It was because they didn't want me. They didn't want me anyway. 
Yeah. They didn't. They wanted. They wanted the the guys that were coming out of high school, college, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. That's you had some the, bread yeah. in the car. You had the bread in the car. If you pulled up with the car, and, and you know you well, was the guy. Well, you're shutting down every high school kid when you pull up Any, with the car. Anything. Oh, yeah. But okay, piggybacking on what you said about your parents. You know what I'm saying. Um, I realized that some of us did have parents in our lives. You know what we I'm did. saying? Some of we us did, did have mothers oh, no, and we most fathers. Definitely. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, some and of if our you lives, didn't have father, you had a father figure. You had a father figure. But that's what actually what I want to touch on now. It's like, we, well, from my perspective, if I'm wrong, please correct me, but we didn't have that immediate big brother mentor figure. And I take yeah. this to a lot of mentors that I have now today is that when I was their age, meaning high school age, mentors, first of all, I can't even remember if that word registered as a high schooler to me. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I, so I didn't have one, I know for sure. I got lucky, I'm going to tell you. I didn't have too many mentors, but shout out to Uncle T. Uncle yeah. T. Because T. I'm going to tell you the, the realest ever, like when I was like on Laurel about ninth grade, 10th grade, he would pull up on me in a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He have his European chick in the fucking in the passenger seat, and he come through give me three four hundred dollars, and he'd be like, "Bro, Mike, if you want to take care of your business, you just got to take care of your business." And then he got me a job at the detailing spot, and he's like, "Yo, if you really want to work hard, you work here. If you work here for a year and a half, you can learn a lot." And I worked for the worst boss ever, Gene McClendon. Shout out to Gene McClendon to this day, mm-hmm. but. He was the worst boss ever, but I got to um, watch Puffy's car, Chris Tucker's oh, car. I got wow. to meet um, Exhibit. I got to go with 310. Like, I did some of the most, the stuff that I would never, ever, ever, ever be able to do, but I had to learn how to work hard. Yeah. And that work yeah, that ethic taught you that. still lives in me today. I left the job because he humiliated me in front of Eric Dickerson. Like, we were in front of Eric Dickerson, and I was wiping the rims or whatever. He's like, my son could do it better, and his son was there. And he took the rag out of my hand and passed it to his son and made his son wipe the rims. Wow. And if you don't know who Eric Dickerson is, you know, you know what I'm he's the reason why we have the face mask that we like. All the running backs and linebackers, we want that Dickerson face mask. Exactly. That's him. But that, but that let me know that if I wanted to do something well, I had to start my own business. So I left mm-hmm. there, and then that's when I started doing music studio sessions every day because I didn't want to work for anybody else. See, the cool thing about that is yeah. that though he wasn't like uh, sought after mentor, yeah, it was still somebody who guided you, and I needed him, and, then, yeah. and it yeah. still kind of got you to where you are today. So you had one, and that's and awesome. we're still cool to this day. Yeah. yeah. So Steve, I'm like, who was in. your mentor? Oh, who is, you know what? If you had one, nah, I get excited when I talk about this because in the early stages, like you were saying, like mentors was that's not something we really desired or probably even knew what we needed in our worlds as Absolutely. young people, Absolutely. Yeah. right? But as I started to mature and I got my first real job, I say real job because we, you know, we didn't did a little hustles yeah, and we little, did a little, uh, you know, these little places or whatever. Yeah. But like my first real job came from working at um, Doubletree. No, oh, no, well, he, that he was didn't even it. The I'm, I'm oh, yeah, I worked yeah, at the yeah, DoubleTree. Yeah. The DoubleTree. I, I say the DoubleTree was my best worst job because I, <laughs> I hated it, but it was 
working for me. And you got paid. And I made yeah, the best yeah. of the situation. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. So I was, uh, you know. Shout uh, outs to Miss, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, it was through. Um, Miss Lado. Miss. Miss. Canado. Canado. Yeah. Shout out to Miss Canado. But that's where hey, I'm going. Y'all don't know. They worked at the Double Tree yeah, at we the same the time. Tree, oh yeah, right? I got I got Steve the yeah, job because job. I needed to get. Uh, I got a job and, and it All was ten dollars right. an hour. Yeah, that's crazy. And we Seventy-five was cents for working right. fifteen oh, minutes. Let me, let me jump in. After Mike got me the job, he because Mike just told me, man, just go apply, man. You never know what's gonna happen. Ten dollars. So an hour. I went down there to the district. That was awesome. I get the job. <laughs> And I get to work at Longfellow Elementary. I got one site, one placement, and I ended up being at that place for 11 years, bro. And at this place, I learned so much. So when you speak about mentors, I got to shout out my good friend, my homegirl, Yvette Montoya. We love love you, Yvette. We all love you, Yvette. Yvette instantly took me under her wing, showed me how everything operates. Showed me how to sign in. Showed me how to make sure I got my money. Uh, make sure I was good with everybody. Make sure I was good with uh, uh, the custodians yeah. and shit that she ain't in the training class. You yes, the sir. Whole yes, ropes sir. Yeah. How it goes to just be there. Yes, sir. So that's yeah. first and foremost. I want to thank Yvette Montoya because I was just we a young you, buck Yvette. coming in, and she took me under her wing and made it happen. That's inspiring. Now, secondly, I was working in special ed and. We got a new principal, and it was Peter Pinnell. Peter. Peter Pinnell, he would come around. He would observe my class. And one day after school, I was walking to my car. He was walking to his car. And he said, man, hey, I want to talk to you, man. I really like how you work with the kids. I want to give you a promotion. And I was like, a promotion? Well, what does that mean? He's like, yeah, I want you to work in the main office doing the discipline. That's big. Where when kids get in trouble, they talk to you, and you get them straight. That's and awesome. get them back to class. And I was like, I was low-key nervous. Yeah, I'm like, sure. damn, that's not like that? a lot of responsibility. Because I was like, this is not just for class. This is for the whole school. Oh, yeah. no, you're the man now. So, He's the vice yeah, principal. I'm He's the, the principal. Yeah, so I'm 19. <laughs> the dean. And, and like, it's crazy because a lot of the kids who know me from this era think I was the principal because my door had principal mm-hmm. on it. Oh. But I was really the behavior the specialist, the right? Yeah. So it was crazy. You were the first so black principal Peter Pinnell in PUSD. Is another, <laughs> another a pivotal person. But I cannot forget my girl, Tracy Fontenot. We love Tracy. Because what Fontenot. Tracy did was... You know, I worked there, so we spent a lot of time talking recess lunches after school, just chopping it up about life. Very smart woman. And Tracy's amazing self would always tell me, like, bro, you good at this, man. Why don't you go get, go back to school, get that degree, because can't nobody take it from you. Man, put the applause up. You know what I'm saying? Hit the applause up for Fontenot. You know what I'm saying? She would tell me every time. You know what I'm saying? Fontenot. Tracy. I love you. I appreciate you. You and Mike. And Phil. You know what I'm yeah. saying, Mr. Fen- Mr. Peter Mr. Pinnell. Pinnell. Yeah. Hey, when she told me go back to school, man, get that degree. Can't nobody take that from you. You will always have something to fall back on, no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. It sat with me like it's just one of those moments where I had coming from, you know, working at this place. Yeah. All of a sudden, I had three mentors, which I never knew what it was. And Didn't I even never know the word, even really. knew I needed to look for one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was lucky enough. To actually gain three mentors for working at Longfellow Elementary School, which I consider one of my best jobs ever because it was just so much love there and everybody had each other's back and it wasn't this conniving and backstabbing well, and talking about each Steve. other. And you know what I mean? I brought my own 
thing to it. So yeah, yeah. I just appreciate it. So I'm gonna let you share now because I appreciate well, them. Well, people, let me man. let me let me build on what you're saying before before we go back. Yeah, they loved you. Yes, and they loved your work ethic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a mentor now. Yeah. And when I see people handling a business and doing what they need to be doing, I want to help them out. Yeah, of course. Because I know the potential that they need. It's All they need is a little bit of leadership. And I think Absolutely. they saw the fact that the matter is you were young, yeah. but you were responsible, but you just needed a little bit of little, little, little sculpting. Little chip, 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 yeah. Little, little yeah. chip, chip, chip. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, and get mm-hmm. you right, and put you, and that's why I'm sure that that um, decision to make you dean of of the of Longfellow wasn't just Purnell coming up to you telling you. I'm sure it was a bunch of people talking, him talking to people, people talking to him about yeah. who how great you were, because they don't allow that position to happen for anybody. Not too often. And mm-hmm. then and then you had that you had that position until. What happened? 2010, till I graduated and was looking for that next step. So you you could have stayed there. I could have, yeah. But you decided to leave. Yeah, on I your wanted own. to grow. Yep. You know, I've been here 10 years. I didn't turn 30. You know what yep. I mean? I didn't work hard. Now it's like, what's next for me now? Yeah. You know and then I mean? that's, that's when you went to Hathaway, Sycamore. That's when you went to Sycamore. How was Sycamore. that? It was great. I loved it. I love what I do. You know, I think the only thing about I don't even mean to put them on my What did you do? Like what did you do there? But the um, I was a youth specialist and I passed it in high school. I loved the job because I was back at home and walking them halls and go down that. memory lane yeah. and you just kind of like, it, you take pride in doing what you're doing, working with the youth and connecting with people. Like, this is like, yeah, I'm at my school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go hard for my kids. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm working with the homies' kids. Yeah. So I, I was juiced about it, bro. And after that, it was like then I got the next job at PUSD, so it's like everything kind of just led to something. What happened from that job? Which one? How, how did the uh, PUSD job? Well, I landed. I thought was going to be the land, the job of my dreams. I I got the um, behavior specialist district wide. You got yeah, the job. I got the job. So that was the job of your dreams. Then well, I, I, yeah, you got well, it I for say, a second. I thought it was because it didn't last. You got the job of your dreams, but it didn't I last as long as you wanted I, to. I finally got the full benefits, the full package, the good pay. I was on. I set my programs up. I was helping Gino, uh, Gio with his mentoring. I was doing my program, the Positive Connections. Yeah. And, I, and I'm connected with the youth. I'm doing the gang intervention stuff. I'm, I'm connecting with middle school kids. I'm, I, I did some stuff over at Mir. I did my thing at HL. Like I was like, this Everything is what I'm was talking rolling. about. Yeah. And just like Bow. It was taken away. Budget cuts. It was a wrap. Perfect segue. So you know that created the film, though. Yeah. Perfect segue. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I'm, I'm trying to let me wrap this up. All that happened created the birth of the film because in my position, my job was to create something around gang violence yeah. and addressing it with kids. And when I got a chance to do that on that stage and I was no longer able to, it made me feel like, how can I create this again yeah. on my own stage? Yeah. yeah. Fuck everybody's stage. Yeah. I really just got yanked off stage by the neck. And you remember, you, you remember know when saying? you remember when people were calling you up talking about, "Hey, Steve, yo, I got this job for you, yeah, but it's I not going to pay you as much." Right. Because, but and I see what you're doing with the it, film. It was but a lot of job that? offers yeah. that came. But most importantly, though, 
The film was a labor of love. It was a dope project. We did it with no money. Y'all are the first two brothers I came to to talk about it. We executed. We didn't hit some of the most premier places around Pasadena. It was very positive. I'm very thankful. I'm very happy. So I'm well, going to turn well, it back let, over to Well, let's shout outs to the, to the people that also did helped out on the film. Let's shout outs to the boy Tommy Buns, Tommy DeAndre Buns, Weir. DeAndre, you know what I'm saying? Dale let's go Harrell, Dale Harrell. Uh, Frank, Gibbs, Frank Gibbs. Frank Gibbs. Frank Gibbs. James Barnes. James Broadway. All the Jason People, Mike Towns, yeah, all Brian Berry, that, yeah, Brian Berry, and all Blind, of the people yeah. that interviewed because there's a lot of people that interviewed and gave up their life stories. Yeah, but, absolutely, yeah. And I think that would actually transition to where we are now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think you guys gave some great backstories on how we got to where we are now. You know what I'm saying? So I guess the question I would have is like, what was that moment, or or what was that? thought process to bring you to how you do business and how you look at the people in your life now because at first none of us looked at our friends or the people that are around us as our team yeah we looked at it because i know i looked at both of y'all as y'all doing y'all thing you know for years you know sure. and, and i'm pretty sure that we all looked at each other Most that definitely. way yeah so definitely. where did the transition come from okay they doing their thing to we doing our, our thing, thing. Well, yeah, I'll, go I'll, I'll, I'll I'll go ahead. Um, it it started a while back. Like, um, I would say the moment was like two thousand six, two thousand seven, and um, I was homeless, bro. They they had kicked us off the Laurel. Uh, only place I had to go was my auntie's house, and I would hang out with uh, Nia Arm, Nia Ohms. Shout out to her. Uh, Eugene Bruslowski, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Bruslowski! George, uh, George <laughs> Evans and his George. boy. Rest in peace to his peoples. And uh, Pac Steve and uh, Leon. They, they stayed in North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I was able to sleep between those four or five houses. I was living in my Acura and I was in recording school and it was tough, bro, because I didn't have nowhere to go. You know what I mean? I would go up there, hang out with them, sleep. You know, on their couch or whatever, eat, put in. We can we would eat Taco Bell. That's when the motherfucking um, was right at the corner. Right next door. Okay, right but here. okay, let me stop you for a second, just because you said that. Now, how many people at this table? Now, raise your hand. Oh shit! If you was homeless and you were staying with the homies, that, and I, and that, just want to let y'all crazy. know that everybody here was in that. Position at some, some point, point in their life point in and stayed crazy. on the homies' floor. Yeah, at some point in their life, yeah. and and I like to I bring that twice. up. Yeah, at Pac House yeah. and Mike's house. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I and you know what it. I love about it though. <laughs> Neither one of their moms ever made me feel like I couldn't be there, like I was yeah. overstepping my boundaries, like, why are you here? It was all love and You're very welcoming the yeah. whole time, all the time. So for that, I got to thank y'all. I appreciate that because when you really going through it, you forget, man. You just in the trenches worrying about You're how eating. you going to survive. Trying to eat. What yeah. do you need yeah. to do? You know, yeah. I kept a job through it all, so I was able to help and try to contribute a little bit here and there. But that's a tough thing to the go through. The fact of the matter is, you didn't have anything. Yeah, and uh, yeah. And, and 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 they they put you in their arms. Do you yeah. think those pivotal moments of not having shit and being able to depend on each other's people created some of the stability and 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 added to the friendship that we have now? Oh man, it did. And I'm I'm going to continue to build on what I was saying before. Um, we congratulated ourselves for being homeless. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> see, okay, yeah, we start now. Okay, yeah. I love it. I love it because, see, we can make light of this situation now. We, you know when they say you can look back and laugh? We congratulated ourselves on yeah, no, seriously. When they say you can look back and laugh yeah, at this, yeah. it really is true. That is Because it. there's a lot That's of shit that was very sad at the fucking time. Depressing, hurtful, yeah. and all that shit that we literally laugh about right now. Because, because yeah. when it was happening, bro, I remember. I remember literally brushing my teeth in my car, spitting out uh, motherfucking uh, toothpaste and water out of my car, watching the wind take it, and it would hit on my car. And Were you I'm driving like, at the I time? I was driving, <laughs> watch, brushing my teeth, trying to get to an appointment or, yeah. or a job interview. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, I, I would, go, I, after work, everybody be like, yo, where you going? I'd be like, yo, I'm going, I'm home. And I would yeah. go downstairs in the parking lot, get in my car, and I would go to sleep. And I would wake up in the morning, and I would go to my first job at Universal, and I would go to my second job, and yeah. then I would sleep in the studios at LA Recording School. I would make music I all night, times, and I would yeah. sleep in the studio. Those studios. were great days. Damn near yeah. living yeah. at the studio because we all got to come to the studio. Beautiful times. They were great everybody times. else. Yeah. Trauma. Yeah. Hey, it was like a beautiful time in the midst of trauma. Yeah. And everybody exactly. else's opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Because at that time, we all got to kick it at Lars Studio. Now, yeah. none of us who were interested in music and loved the game and all that got to play with them big boy boards yeah. and yeah. them big boy mics That's and them big true. boy fucking sound stages yeah. and booths. Like, LA recording yeah. until you got to LA recording school, and it was yeah. in the middle of Hollywood. Yeah. So it was like everybody got to come kick it. So that's one thing that people don't understand is that, like, in the midst of each one of our bullshits and down moments, we had some of the best times of our that's lives. That's true. Yeah, man. You know, and, and that goes to this day, right now. Now at this very moment doing COVID, doing the lockdown, doing death, doing uncertainty, doing civil unrest, doing protests. Yeah. It's like once again in the, in the turmoil, we're having great times. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's like one of the joys of succeeding with your team. And yeah. with people that you grew up with, because even in the struggle, in the midst of the war and the fighting and, and yeah. the bleeding and the tears and all that shit, you can still enjoy life and joke with a motherfucker that you grew up with. And that the, you care about. That you That's trust. Too. Yeah, that you care about, that yeah. you trust. Because trust is very important because yeah, yeah. a lot of us since high school have been into things where trust is very important. You know what I'm saying? We do a lot of big boy shit now. Yeah. We play with big boy money making big boy moves. Yeah. So trust is... is Way more valuable than it was back then when we was just keeping bullshit as secrets it's and, and not saying stuff. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Exactly. Now it's like really like detrimental. So it's like it's an amazing thing that when you have all this history with people that you care about to still be in business and doing the things that you love and that you really don't love, like work and, and making money with still the people that you care about. Exactly. Because the ability exactly. to do things and make money and get it with people that you trust and care about and, and would, get, let, would put your life in their hands, yeah. it's an amazing feeling. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's one thing I've been fortunate with because I've had a lot of misfortunes in my life. But one thing that I think that I appreciate more than anything is being able to find great friends and attract great friends. Yes, and I sir. think that is the secret to success. If you can attract people that really want you to succeed and you really want them to succeed. Yes, sir. And 
the only thing that really makes you friends is tolerance. You tolerate each other's bullshit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because family, so, you hey, can get it sounds a, like a marriage. Man, I'm a <laughs> right, yeah. And we man. argue like married people a lot. But yeah. I, I'm a builder, you But it's only marriage arguments. It's well, shit it's that a, don't it's matter. A marriage. And we know we're not leaving. Well, yeah. the, the cool it's one part, of those arguments. The cool part about what a business does for men is that it is a marriage. But you don't have to go through the same things that you deal with in a marriage in with a, marriage. a woman. Like you have the same like deals where it's like, you know what I'm saying? What you do affects me. So we have to talk about everything. That's the only, I think, like similarity that it has. But we don't have to deal with the emotions where I'm feeling upset because you didn't tell me about something. I don't know. That, you know <laughs> Well, let's talk. You but you know what? Yeah, but and that, I think that's that just leads my perspective to, on it, though. Uh, another topic for a different show yeah. is how homies deal with conflict differently. Yeah. And I think yeah. that that's yeah. a very important aspect of any successful team is how do you deal with internal conflict? Most definitely. Because some people can't, and that's what keeps the team from getting bigger. Yeah. Some people can handle all they shit internally and move as a unit and, and not miss a beat. And I think we are one of those teams. Most yeah. definitely Nobody in the public sees when we bitch and moan and have disagreements. Right. Well, and no. we and have them shouldn't. just like everybody and else. Of course. So just know course. that we do have disagreements. We do yeah. have uh, uh, moments where we don't see eye to eye where we have very difference of opinion and yeah. we want to go one direction yeah. somebody else want to go another but we handle it in a manner where we always look like we're moving as a unit. And, and I think people have to embrace the ability yeah, to do it's that. Never a problem. It's respect Absolutely. though. You I know, believe we respect that. one yeah. another enough to give each other that space and leeway. Mm. Like, you know, I know niggas. Like, it's funny because, like, just like to you every now and then, I could narrate how Mike is going to operate. Right? Oh, shit. Oh, and shit. then in the same <laughs> yeah. instant with Mike, I could narrate how Jay going to respond. And I'm pretty sure y'all could probably do the same yeah. for me. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah. So Most definitely. that's just like, Through time. years of relationships and, and knowing each other and love and working with each other yeah. and businesses and grinding and holding each other accountable and respect and that's too. the key yeah, and holding that, each that, other that, that accountable that is because if and, I say something to y'all niggas y'all nigga gonna make sure be like bro nah hold on you said on Monday you was gonna have the yeah, whoopty yeah. and then on top and, of that and, and we make each other feel bad we on, know how to do that on top of knowing <laughs> each other and on top of holding each other accountable um, we know each other yeah, And I think yeah. that's the most important part yeah, Because for sure. when you around somebody For so long like people are gonna do What they do like you know what yeah, I mean And yeah. so you know how People react to certain situations Cause and effect mm -hmm. so because This is happening the effect of this Is happening so if something happens And you do this this certain way I'm not Gonna do it to you because I know you're gonna be upset So right. I'm not gonna do something that's gonna make You upset you know what I'm saying? Oh, not on purpose. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Not intentionally. Because yeah, I know. Because yeah. I know if if I do something, you're gonna act this way. But if you act this way, I see that you're going to that direction. Direction, and so it's like, okay, this is the move that the person's in. It is a marriage because. And the fact of the matter is In every marriage You have to understand The person that you're dealing with Understanding is the key To everything Understanding communication That's If it, I don't like understand What's going on 
If sure. I don't understand and then if I don't understand what's going on, I have to communicate with you. Okay, you're tripping off this or you upset about certain. Okay, let me talk to you. What's going on? All right, let me step back. Let me take my views out of the picture completely and then ask some questions mm-hmm. so I can understand to make things better so that way we can build. And I think we do that very well. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the key to any business. Man, you know communication in, 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 in any it's anything in any successful relationship, relationship exactly. Whether it be with your homie, whether it be with your parents, whether it be with your kids, whether yeah. it be with your spouse, yeah. communication is it. Yeah. Because without communication, there is misunderstanding. Talk about it. We sure. don't really know what's going on in each other's heads. Yeah. So we have yeah. misconceptions. Yeah. All the time. What's really happening? Right. So communication clears the misconception. And I think what one thing that makes us so successful is that. First of all, the the amount of time we've known each other and our experiences with dealing with each other, we don't have to communicate as much. Right, it's to non-verbal. Know each other, it's non-verbal. You know, it's non-verbal to the point because yeah. I know there, yeah. there's certain things that we already in each other's heads. You don't have to say and, anything. And nothing has to be said. Yeah. We'll say it later when we get away from these folks. I can look at you, <laughs> or I can look at you. Oh, we can and, and figure out what the hell is going on. Yeah, like if it's because, it, but but that's why. You get in business with the certain people that you do, yeah. like um, and and you know there's no there's no discredit towards anybody, but I just can't be in business with everybody. With everybody, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's like certain people that want to get in business with me, and it's not no disrespect towards you. It's not like I don't want to get in business with you. We mm-hmm. can do business together, but how we do business is different. How you do business with everybody is different. Yeah. We, how you interact with people is different. Talk about it. So, yeah, yeah. Because it's bigger than business, bro. It's not about just making money with it's somebody, about man. Because business is, about, is all about making yeah, money. Yeah. Business is about the money. Yeah. But see, this is not just money. This is integrity. This is friendship. This is years and years and yeah. years and mm-hmm. decades of experiences and friendship. Like this is beyond just business and money. Yes, it like, is. It's the real camaraderie and brotherhood. The camaraderie and that's priceless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think if anything, if squad, whatever squad goes, represent. It represents that. That, yeah. yeah. And you know what? In in back to referencing that, like, what can we tell others who didn't grow up with folks like us around them? Like, because first of all, to a certain degree, I think everybody has a squad. If you're alive yeah, now but, yep. and you made it through high school and you made it to yeah. some of your adult years, you have somebody that rooted for you, somebody that cared for you, somebody that gave a shit. Yeah. But I think that some people they pick their friends out of people that don't give a shit. So they grow up with the wrong friends and the wrong team. And I think as adults, people start realizing that. Let me so chime, people start let me, realizing let me that their in. friends that they grew in. up with ain't it. Let me chime in. There are people in this world that don't have any friends, that don't have any mentors, that don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. And this is what squad What do we do for them? Yeah. These so, are the people that we need to talk to. So let me finish. What do you tell them? I'm about to tell them right now. You have to look beyond yourself and your own selfish needs that you're off of and pick something that you love and someone that you are inspired by or maybe a multiple amount of people that you're inspired by and get off of them. Yeah. Yeah. Follow them till you can't follow anybody anymore. Get out there. Go network. 
networking right now is all social distancing, right? Yeah. So get online, get into a chat group, get into a, a certain group, and just start talking to people about things that are on your mind. Yeah. It's yeah. like the person yeah. that's about to commit suicide, right? Or the person that's depressed, right? Mm -hmm. The only thing they need from jump from them jumping off the cliff is somebody to talk to. You're right. So if you got somebody that you can open your mouth to and lend your mind all the things that you talk to about yourself or you write about that you can get some type of like back and forth, I think that will help that person. You know what I'm saying? Some some the, the a cause for the effect that mm -hmm. they're looking for. Right. If your if your cause is to motherfucking kill yourself and you go online looking for people that kill themselves all the time, what's the effect going to be? You're probably going to go do it because you want to do it. But if you don't want to kill yourself, what you're going to do? You're going to go to the positive things. You're going to go to positive people. And I'm going I'm to I'm chime in the suicide because suicide is very difficult right now. I was reading a story the other day about this person that was on the New York Bridge and they were about to commit suicide. This lady was running across and she thought he was just fishing or whatever. You know what I'm saying? He started, she, she stopped like, yo, what are you fishing for? And she, he looked back. With the with the devil face, mm -hmm. and she got it, and she was like, and hit her mind. She's like, oh, he's about to commit suicide right now. So she stopped, and she started talking to him about it. And she said, yo, if you need to talk about whatever you want, we can get off this bridge and go to a coffee shop and talk about it. Took him thirty minutes to get her get him off the bridge. Took her to the coffee shop. They talked. And they've been friends for 20 years now. That's awesome. Yeah. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is if you ain't got it, you still have the opportunity to make those friends. Yes, you do. So if yes. you didn't grow up. Yes, you do. If you didn't go to high school, if Thank you didn't you. go to elementary, if you yep. didn't have these people already in your life, and you're 30, you're 40, you're 20, you're 16, you're 50, you can still meet people. You can still people meet people that are, even in the COVID world. Yeah, yeah, even in the COVID world, virtually, however, yeah. through chat rooms, through social media, you can still meet people that will inspire you yeah. to keep going exactly. and live and all that shit. And you know what? That's actually a future episode because making friends is important. Yeah. And some people don't Everybody have don't those know how to make no, friends. No, yeah, exactly. That's I know true. folks that I thought they had clicks and they was cool but now it's like they looking for they're trying to recruit new friends yeah because they 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 first group didn't really work out so and uh, it's messed up because their first group just to even save your first group i you know what i mean it's messed up because it is i've yeah. only had one, one group of friends you know what i'm saying so it's like yeah. that's why it's like it's yeah. a trip but, but that's why it's like it's good to tell people not just about how to make friends and what to look for but what a healthy relationship is that's true because yeah, a lot exactly. of those friends were in unhealthy relationships and didn't know it what is, a healthy, friend, what is a healthy relationship well a, a healthy relationship is being with somebody that wants you to succeed yeah. or is a relationship that any with anybody who's also healthy mm. Mm -hmm. Within themselves, because if you're sick and you don't want your, uh, you don't want the best for yourself, it's hard for you to want the best for others. That's true. And sure. I think there was a lot of clicks that, sure. that that, yeah. that they, they came together out of maybe geographical convenience. They mm -hmm. lived close, so they was just friends, and then they grew out of each other because of those just things. Like people were really different, and as an adult, I can't fuck with you. That's true. And I think that's gonna be also for a later segment is like outgrowing certain friends yeah. and really picking and choosing who's that's gonna deep. stay. In that's your deep life right there and yeah. who's not yeah. worthy of being yeah. 
in your life anymore to a certain degree. So yeah, yeah Steve, chime in. Which on which part? I, we didn't um, talk about so much. Give well, me okay. Some. The yeah. first one, I, <laughs> the first thing I want you to yeah. chime in on is yeah. like basically since this is like kind of wrapping up. Yeah. Is like how do you still how? connect with people and, and make these new friends? At whatever age you are now Like if you didn't grow up With friends like we did Yeah And, and to a certain degree When we was our age When we met We didn't have those friends then you, So wh- how do you intentionally Create a successful a team question. Of good friends You know or at what? least one It don't even have to be a team How do you make one good friend What do you, you know look what? for You know I look at it like this You one thing I always hear is people tapping into their purpose. And I think K-Ron always preaches that message, right? Tapping yeah, into yeah. values. Brother K-Ron. Valentine. K-Ron always talks about, Live you above know, the height, finding Beyond your the crack purpose, generation. right? Yeah. So if you can start digging into who you are and what you want to do, then you're going to naturally start to gravitate towards people who are doing that. So say Absolutely. you're in your music producer, right? Mm. And you want to start... Working with people What do you do? Who Want your service Like even outside of business Who just wants that You start networking You start finding Where these people are Where are these groups? Who's a part of these groups? What can I gain from Where do I start? Where do I start? Where do I go? Oh you know what? There's an event at so and so It's going to be a networking function For everybody to bring their business cards And talk about what they want to do Obviously this is all pre-COVID But I want to just give us an example Because it's real So you go to the spot You co-mingle you passing out cars, you meeting people, you talking about what you're passionate about. They're talking about what you're passionate about. You might exchange some numbers and you might either enter one of these groups she was just talking Talk about, about it. or you might get a couple of numbers to reach out to those people mm. and you might find yourself a mentor. Yeah, you might find you yourself might a friend. You might find yourself a mentor or fr- usually your mentors become your friends. Yeah, yeah. Right? So you might find a mentor. You might find somebody who cares enough about you to give you direction. Yeah. Because that's yeah. probably what you're looking for. Yeah. You really, we all want love. Everybody First wants it. All, we all want love. For yes, real. we do. And we all want to be seen. Everybody want to be super manly. And nah, I don't need no love, nigga. I'm tough, nigga. I don't care. I'll beat you up. Hey, nigga, we yeah. want but love. You want to hug, nigga. Everybody wants love and acceptance and friends and family. But bro. before you said love, the key thing you said was direction. Direction because well, that's love. Somebody love. got to care to give it yeah, to you. Somebody, yeah, for real. But, but I'm, yeah. let, let me say something. Like I say, let the me kids say love structure. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Because somebody gave a fuck enough to tell you but, what you should be doing. But right. let me say something though. Yeah, yeah. You can get love from somebody, but not get no direction. That's true. True. You know what I'm saying? That's true. And then you can get and vice di- versa. you can get direction exactly and no love. So yeah. if you get love and direction, that's just a plus. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the fact of the matter is that. We look for people that are going to give us love first. Yeah. And, and we're going to gravitate towards that. And if you give us direction, cool. Shout outs to Zap Xavier Robinson because I wouldn't have had the job at um, LA Recording School without him. He mm-hmm. saw me. He was the first first African-American to run the whole LA Recording School. And he saw me as the hungriest person and gave me a job as soon as I yeah. graduated. I was the I was the fifth black person at in California to be certified because of that man. That's yeah, awesome. you know what I'm saying. And, and, and it was because of love and, and direction, direction, bro. And direction. That's why I said yeah. that. Love and direction, man. I'm gonna just keep saying love because as grown men, we don't want to say that term. What does that term mean, nigga? You soft, bro. You don't, yeah. Nah, bro. We need love, bro. Like let's just keep it all the way. 100. I'm like LL. 
I need you know love. What I mean? We yeah. all need love, direction, friendship. You know what I mean? Companionship. We need it. And I think when you start to get those things, it, it starts to change your life. So basically, from like listening to both of you and and of course my story also, it's about not just what you have always had, but you can still gain it. You can still. Do you know gain what I'm saying? It. So right. from what I'm hearing from you guys, like if you didn't come up with homies from the age of 15 yeah. 9 or, or 7 whenever these motherfuckers met cause I was a new guy you know seven, what I'm saying yeah, if 12. you didn't come yeah, up probably two, 11, 12. at that age yeah exactly Paco but goes you can still further. have it yeah. and you know Eight. what and, that, and that's an important Sam. message though it's like some people think like it's only the situation that I didn't have that I can benefit from. Yeah. So it's like I'll never have that, so I don't have. And I think that's a cop out because just like you guys said, you can create that relationship at any point in your life once you identify that this is the life that you want. Exactly. Just like you said, like once you identify your interest, you hang around people with similar interests. Just right. like that. Exactly. I, and I was I was lucky. I was so lucky to have my mother as a mother, like the fact of the matter is that I was the spot. I had the house and people hung around me because they can they live their that. best life. Yeah. They could live you their, at your house. Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't live they could their best life. They could smoke inside the house with you. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't they smoke can, inside they, the house at home. Nah, and I was yeah. one of them. Yeah, we and, all was one of them. But my mom, my whole thing would my mom's whole thing was you can just what she say? She would say, "Turn it down, just don't turn it off." I like that. Cause she I like would be that. in the room banging, boom, 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 boom. Whatever. Boom. Her, you know yeah. Mike likes yeah. to bump. Yeah. Turn it down, but yeah. she would but never turn it, turn it like, down. Don't stop what you're doing. Everybody just ain't gotta go down. home. Yeah. But turn and it down. My friends, when I wasn't there, I was 17, 18. Mama from my friends could come over when I wasn't there. They would turn on the studio equipment, right? Mm -hmm. Leave. Mm -hmm. Chill. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I wasn't there. Mm -hmm. But what that did for them was showed them, oh, somebody cares. And that's it. And I think when you have parents and mentors that care, because like for the kids that are that are that are that are around now nowadays, the parents are us. Because the parents are 40 Our age, or, or, or yeah. age yep. So as parents that are our age You know what I'm saying You gotta care about more children In your neighborhood yeah. Than you would normally do Because everybody needs you Because you don't know what the other parents are doing And how they're treating their children Absolutely, Children children are smart And they gravitate yeah. towards love Period mm. point yeah. blank Oh, they know, And they know what's going on yeah. So if you got children that you're taking care of show them the right way because you can show them how to be entrepreneurs what one thing that i'm upset about that i didn't learn about which i'm sure they didn't know about was credit yeah i swear to god i wish that you know we would we were taught credit when we were 17 18 19 before we fucked it up before we fucked yeah. it up but now oh, we're we, at the we, place well, we can go ahead and put the kids under our bosom and talk to them about credit and get them and let them know. Did this say bosom? Yeah, we did. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, right under that left tip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, bro. Because that's important. So yeah. that way they can't mess up on no Sally Mae or yeah. no, uh, what was that? Um, Default Bally's. Bally's uh, at, I was at PCC in 1999. Yeah. Okay, now, like, we're going to end it on this. Uh, 
on this note, man, I want each of you to say, starting with Steve, man, what stood out to you in this episode? And, you know, what do you want people to walk away with after this episode? What stood out about us is the thought to completion. We thought about it. We talked about it. It was written down, mm-hmm. and now we're here, and we're doing it. I love it. I love execution. Mm-hmm. So the mm-hmm. fact that the brothers can talk about an idea, craft the idea, sit down the idea, and now the idea is alive. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm excited about. And what I want to people, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And what I want people to get from it is take something. You know, pick what you like. Like mm. we talking about friendship. We talking about success. We talking about grind. We're talking about hustle. Like, if anything stood out to you that can help you move forward with whatever you want to do, take it and run. And we're glad to help. You know what I mean? So I'm just glad that we get to be a resource and share our thoughts because I swear, I feel like every time we talk collectively, it's a business meeting. And it don't matter what we're talking about. We talk about a damn movie. It don't matter what we're doing. It don't even matter. Or what we just came from doing. Everything we talk about becomes a business meeting. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So that's all I want to share. I'm going to pass it to Mike. Um, Same question I really love what you said though Steve Because it's very true It's very true about everything And what I want people to take from this Is that you honestly can do anything You put your mind to Like people always come to me and they say Whatever you decide to be You just do it Mm -hmm. Well, I I say to myself That's something I was taught My mom taught me how to do it She would always tell me If you're going to do something just do it They're like oh well shit You're a farmer now you were a fuck. You were a golfer last year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. You were a studio owner that the year before. Yeah. You were you were doing this. What well, the whole thing is about evolving. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Because when it comes to, it's it's like the stock market. It's gonna fluctuate, and if you don't evolve with what's going on right now, you know I, I was listening to music on the way home the other night. You know what I'm saying and. People didn't like my music that I was listening to. And I like a love. I, I, I'm i a hip hop connoisseur. I know every song, every beat. I can talk to you about every hip hop record. But if I listen to anything new, people are going to criticize more, me for it. But it's yeah. okay because I'm evolving. I listen to Billboard. I watch everything that happens. I, I, I check everything that's going on in, in the industry. I stay hip to the culture. I have to know what's going on in my industry and in every other industry. Mm-hmm. People ask me, why do I listen to Trump? Because I want to know what the hell is going on in this fucking world that I live in. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I honestly think Squad Goals is honestly about everything that everybody's doing mixed into one big pot that we're sharing to make the world a better place. I wow. like that, man. That was actually right. pretty powerful. He took the long way around, but he got back to the <laughs> got motherfucking back to point. It and your turn. And, 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 it, and it is. And, you know, I think one thing that stood out to me today is is kind of similar to what Steve said is execution. You know, being able to put something into idea, make it physical, and then make it real for somebody else. And that being said, man, I like to... You know, give a special thanks out to Hardware Enterprise, S-Class Productions, uh, Mr. Mike's Organic Garden, and a lot of the things that that we do and that uh, uh, the folks that we know do, like Pasadena Black Pages, The Conversation Live, um, and all these other entities and media sources and, and, and things that 
that are really was just dreams that turned into reality through execution and teamwork. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing that I respect uh, from the show. That's one thing that stood out to me is just it's just amazing sitting here with folks I grew up with and did all kind of knucklehead shit with and now I'm here to do positive things with. Yes, sir. Like you said, we do nothing but positive things now. That's it. We might talk yeah. ignorant every now and then. We every might blow. lash out on every Facebook now and then. to, everybody to haters and, and ignorant folks, but everybody that sees us in real life, they can't deny that we do nothing but positive stuff in our community. Yes, sir. And, and I think that comes also from our evolution as friends and as a squad so mm. my personal like thanks is for y'all being y'all mm. and that you guys have given me all the things that i didn't have right. you know what i'm saying like confidence and and and, and certain skills and, and 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 certain things that made me feel like i can do certain shit right. without the money Yes, you know sir. what I'm saying? Like I ran for office, and it was without the money because I thought I can do it because I had great people. And in you my did life. it though. Yeah. But that, but it. that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I think one thing that, like I said, that stands out is the ability that your friends give you. Most yeah. definitely. You know, and that's you real. guys give me an ability that I didn't have before, y'all. And I march with confidence, having that ability. We love Damn. you. Squad goes. We episode love, hey, one. You. you already we know. We did that thing. I hope y'all enjoyed that, man. Tune in next week, man. We're going to keep doing this, man. I just love this. Appreciate y'all, brothers. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you. There it is, man. Absolutely, man. Goes. Any yeah. special thanks, Mike, before we get out of here? Yeah, I want to I wanna thank uh, Jason Harden, Stephen Sneed, um, and I want to thank uh, all the... Uh, the people that donated to the the organic garden, I Wonderful. love you guys, and uh, everybody has just been supporting, man. You know, the thing about it is, this squad goes, and we need everybody's help here. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm, I, I can't remember everybody that I need to go ahead and give shout outs to, but mm-hmm. I want to thank everybody that's supporting anything that's beyond themselves, because the 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 downfall of the world today is selfishness. You know what I'm saying? If you can go ahead and be more giving, if you ain't got it, I understand. You know what I'm saying? But it ain't all about you right now, bro. It's about everybody. Everybody needs to come together. One common goal, their own personal common goals with somebody else, or just figure out something where they're just not hating, man. Come on, it's, it, it, that that that's my thing, man. I'm I'm tired of everybody hating. I read the comments. I, I'm. I'm tired of the shit. I want some more positivity coming through, and I want to thank everybody for going ahead. And uh, I was going on a tangent right now because obviously I'm feeling pretty emotional about this because the shit gets on my damn nerves. I love it. Everybody's fucking hating right now. Look at the comments, man. It ain't no time for hate. Do you understand? There's people dying every day. Every every day, right now, right now, somebody's dying, and you want to be upset about whatever it is you got going on in your life. You better, you better stop that shit. Get get your shit together. Focus on what you want to do and do it and hang around people that do the same thing. There That's it, it, man. But uh, yeah, man, squad goes, man. Love y'all. Yes, sir. Thank y'all for tuning in for the pilot episode, man. We're going to get deeper into all the subjects as we yeah. move forward. And if you guys got anything you want to say, please chime in. Please visit hardwayenterprise.com forward slash squad goals. Send us a question. Send us your, your interview suggestions. Send, send us, us your, your topic suggestions. Click yeah, the man, link if, below. If Click you know a winning below. team. Man, that wants to come on the show, man, let us know, man. We can do interviews. We do social distancing. You can call us in and all that other good stuff. But like I said, man, it's all about success, and success is a team sport. There it is. Squad goes. Love y'all. Love y'all.
If you would like to know more about today's show, or if you have a question for Jason, Stephen, Michael, or any of our guests, please let us know by visiting hardwayenterprise.com forward slash squad goals or by sending a text to 636-336-2624. If you have enjoyed today's episode, please like, subscribe, and share whenever possible. Squad Goals is brought to you by Hardway Enterprise, S-Class Production, and Mike Town Sound. Thank you for tuning in, and never forget that success is a team sport.